heads up to all the listeners. This is being recorded on Algonquin territory. Peace. All right. This is the heads up that I will be live by nine for sure. But let's just say between eight and nine. All right. Between eight and nine. But definitely by nine on TikTok. And I'll do Twitch as well. So TikTok and Twitch live. Got a selection of jams all over the place. Got a few topics to get into. But you know how chats go. The chat can take your talking points, your conversational plan in a totally different direction. So we'll see how that goes. Main thing is though, and I'll drop a bit of it here, the term resilience, is it overused? Is it a way to pacify people, to docile people, to pat people on the back and say, hey, keep fighting that fight you're fighting, that that, uh, that struggle you've been struggling at the hands of quote unquote us, you know? Or keep accepting the shit, keep accepting the bullshit and fight through it. Resilience, yes. Is it a way to pacify people or is it a backhanded compliment knowing that people shouldn't have to deal with certain shit? Alright? We can't avoid everything, but I prefer the term grit. Grits a bit more, you know, a bit tougher. You know what I mean? So, see y'all live. Those of you who don't got TikTok accounts, or you have dummy TikTok accounts like a lot of people, zero posts, zero followers, you just kind of have an account to participate. Feel free to join. Those of you who uh, who don't have Twitch accounts, uh, I wouldn't necessarily go about send up one but twitch is twitch is where it's at for streaming so tiktok and twitch by nine all right peace so i've made it known that i like to at least get a glimpse and a brief overview of all sources in order to form an opinion on what's going on in the world all right now, I came across somebody who I've been coming across for several months. And as I said in earlier audio journal entries, she's saying that um, the victim was shot over his MAGA hat. The victim being Aaron Danielson. And he's been painted out to be, you know, this nice guy, this nice Christian guy, so on and so forth. Come to find out, he is a member of the Portland Prayer. And last night, I saw a clip. I didn't watch it all. But now this morning, reading the headlines, I've decided to watch the whole video. So, I've only watched... Four minutes and three seconds. So we're going to play a little bit more than that. 
and y'all can form y'all opinion. One second. was a free-for-all and the police were letting it happen. Had I not acted, I am confident that my friend and I'm sure I would have been killed because I wasn't going to stand there and let something happen. A protester linked to Saturday's shooting in Portland speaks to us about what happened that night. To be clear, he hasn't been arrested or charged. We didn't go looking for him, and we have no information where he is now. He went to a freelance journalist, Donovan Farley, who brought it to us. We then sent a freelance filmmaker to tape the sit-down. Tess Owen has been covering extremism at Vice News, and she's here to help us get a handle on this. Tess, do we know anything about this guy, and why is he talking to us? His name is Michael Raynell, and so far, Portland police have been pretty tight-lipped about what actually happened on Saturday night. The victim's been described as a supporter of Patriot Prayer, which is a far-right group in the area. One night after the shooting, Raynell's name began circulating on 4chan as a possible suspect. And then his name went into social media and, and you know, right-wing blogs and the local media citing police sources have since described him as a person of, int of interest in the shooting. And conservative media have also honed in on his own social media posts, where he's described himself as 100% Antifa. And Trump has shared that tweet saying that the victim was murdered in Portland by Antifa. So you've been covering this story from the beginning. What have you found about what happened that night? So on August 29th, there was this pro-Trump caravan that started in a town about 10 miles southeast of Portland. Portland police knew about the caravan and had apparently been tasked with making sure that it stayed out of downtown Portland to avoid escalating tensions, which there have been running pretty high, more than 90 days of consecutive protests. And still, some parts of the caravan peeled off and made their way into downtown Portland to confront protesters. And then the evening or hours later, the shooting took place. So, Tess, this didn't happen in a vacuum. Um, why were pro-Trump supporters there in a caravan? And why was someone protesting against police violence bringing a gun to a protest? So, I think it's important to look at the shooting in the context of escalating violence in Portland, which has been an ideological battlefield since 2016. In recent years, there have been numerous street brawls between anti-fascists and far-right groups like Patriot Prayer and Proud Boys. Some of these have resulted in arrests and quite serious injuries. And in 2018, a group of far-right demonstrators were found with a whole bunch of long guns on a roof overlooking a protest. And then this summer, things have got messier and bloodier. And, you know, Rhino's been mixed up in all this too. He got shot in the arm when he tried to pull a gun away from someone during a scuffle in Portland in late July. Earlier that month, he'd been arrested for having a loaded gun at a protest and interfering with police. Those charges were dropped. And then in August, a conservative protester was arrested for allegedly firing at a group of Black Lives Matter protesters. And there was a proud boy who was seen um, brandishing a gun and pointing at protesters. Tess Owen, thanks for that background. Stay with us. Okay, so here's the exclusive, but first a note. We don't want to share this to glorify or excuse what he says he did, but we do think it's newsworthy because the United States is being racked by political violence right now. Why people are taking guns into the street and using them, why people are scared and why they're fighting is integral to understanding what's going on. I had no choice. I mean, I, I, I had a choice. I could have sat there and watched him kill a friend of mine of color. But I wasn't going to do that. 
You know, that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. My name is Michael Forrest Rynell. Born and raised in Portland, Oregon. 48 years old. You know, lots of lawyers suggest that I shouldn't even be saying anything, but I feel it's important that the world at least gets a little bit of what's really going on because there's been a lot of propaganda put out there. Uh, what I will say is that I felt that my life and other people around me's lives were in danger. And I felt like I had... So, the self-defense and my life was threatened argument coming from another side. I had no choice but to do what I did. Well, I wasn't even aware of what was going on. I was actually out with my son. We were driving through town and we happened to see hundreds of trucks with flags on them. And so I notified my friends what I'd seen and finished what I was doing with my son, got home and then uh, received a phone call saying that uh, it might be a good idea to come down there. Security may be needed. Um, not knowing what that would entail. I had no idea what I was going into. I used to really love this country, and I respected the flag and everything that it represented. But because of all this, every time I see a big truck, especially with a flag on it, I immediately think that they're out to get me. There were 600 vehicles who knows how many were rolling through downtown, but like I said, when I showed up, I saw more of their vehicles than real citizen vehicles. It, 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 it's, it felt like the beginning of a war. It was a free-for-all and the police were letting it happen. Right after it happened, what did you, did you panic, did you run? Well, honestly, if, you know, those are a bit of details I probably don't want to get into other than just simply saying that, you know, I realized what happened. I was confident that I did not hit anyone innocent. And I made my exit. And, and just to reiterate, you, you feel that it was totally just. They're showing the scene where the paramedic or EMT shows up to help the victim. And the friend or whoever that is rejects that help. justified had I not acted I am confident that my friend and I'm sure I would have been killed because I wasn't going to stand there and let something happen what they've done is they're trying to make it look like we're all terrorists and they're trying to make me look like a murderer I've noticed that they keep saying that it's not clear that it's related to the protests that's a lie they know that it's related to the protest. Um, not to mention the fact that they say that they don't know who it was. That's a lie. 
within an hour of Facebook and 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 Twitter and all that have my face and name labeled as the shooter. They want to paint a picture of Antifa having major involvement. A lot of people don't understand what Antifa represents. And if you just look at the, the basic definition of it, it's just anti-fascist. And I am 100% anti-fascist. I'm not a member of Antifa. I'm not a member of anything. Honestly, I hate to say it, but I see a civil war right around the corner. That shot felt like the beginning of a war. We just heard from a man who all but admits he killed someone at the protest in Portland. So we're going to do a brief rundown of the Portland prayer. And I'll reiterate, someone was saying that Daniel, or sorry, Aaron Danielson got gunned down because he was wearing a MAGA hat. Without giving none of the backstory, without giving anything to give the context of what happened. Now, we got two people dead on either side, and that is zero out of ten. But it's important to hear every perspective, every side. And we're going to be reading from, I'm not going to be reading it all, just some bullet points from npr.org, all right? First, I got to go for a walk, all right? Your personal life, your personal physical health, your personal clearing of your head first, then we'll get into all this, all right? I'll be back in, well, an hour, but it'll seem like a second for y'all, all right? All right, here's the other side of the info. So, updated 3 a.m. Thursday, just hours after an interview was posted online. Just hours after an interview was posted online in which Michael Reinald took responsibility for the fatal shooting August 29th of Patriot Prayer supporter Aaron Danielson in Portland. Reinald was killed by law enforcement officers as they attempted to arrest him in Olympia, Washington, according to the U.S. Marshal Service. In the statement, the U.S. Marshal Service said the Portland Police Bureau had issued an arrest warrant for Reinald Thursday on a charge of murder. Now, according to him, his face was all over social media short, very shortly after that shooting, that murder. Members of the U.S. Marshals Service Pacific Northwest Violent Offender Task Force, uh, quote-unquote, located Reinald in Olympia, Washington in an attempt to peacefully arrest him, supposedly, allegedly. Quote, initial reports indicate the suspect produced a firearm, allegedly, threatening the lives of law enforcement officers. Always with the threatening their lives. Task force members responded to the so-called threat. I threw that in there, so-called. And struck the suspect who was pronounced dead at the scene. Bullet point time. So he acknowledges, Reinald acknowledges the shooting. 
He went down Saturday night to provide security for racial justice protesters who felt threatened by a caravan of Trump supporters. Which that um, YouTuber failed to mention. Now he says, Reinald says, he and a man ended up in a standoff with a man, he says, at a knife. Allegedly. Quote, had I stepped forward, he would have maced or stabbed me. I was confident that I didn't hit anyone innocent and I made my exit. Reinald had not been arrested publicly named as either a suspect or a person of interest in the killing. Prior to his death, that's a lie. Reinald's sister told OPB that Portland police asked her to identify men in photos from protests after Saturday's shooting. She told him it was her estranged brother. Photographs show a man appearing to be Reinhold with a fist tattoo on his neck. He lives in Portland. Well, he has ties to uh, the area with addresses in Portland, Clackamas, and Sandy, Oregon. <laughs> the sister described her brother as erratic and self-destructive. A shift on social media. It's not clear whether Reinald and Danielson know each other or had interacted at other political rallies during Portland's summer of racial justice demonstrations after they, before they crossed paths August 29th. Reinald, 48, a professional snowboarder, appears to have attended many of the nightly protests. His social media accounts depicts a dramatic shift at the end of May, coinciding with George Floyd. Around 8.45 on August 29th, two shots fired, captured on video. Danielson was, so the, the victim, the first victim, Danielson was a supporter of the far-right regional political group Patriot Prayer. Since 2016, when the group was formed, its members have engaged in violence during protests in Portland with anti-fascist counter-demonstrators. So, other interactions with law enforcement. Rhino had several runs with the law. They always say this, what's the background, the criminal background? Uh, June 8th. Racing against a 17-year-old son. Driving... See, I'm not going to read this man's past. Okay. A month later... Well, I did it with the other one, so I guess I have to do it here. Reinald was charged with driving under influence of intoxicants, unlawful possession of a firearm, recklessly endangering another person. His 11-year-old daughter was in the car. Reckless driving. In addition to his daughter, a kitten and a large dog were inside the car, appealing to the PETA people, the animal lovers. A month later, at 2.10 a.m., July 5th, resisting arrests, interfering with an officer, and so on. Possession of a loaded firearm in a public space. Alright, now who are, the, who are the fucking these guys? Portland Prayer. Portland... Prayer. Who the fuck are these guys? 
Hold on a second. Portland killing renews focus on tactics of far-right group Patriot Prayer. All right, Joey Gibson spoke at rallies wearing Hillary for prison. He rallied against big government, proclaiming he was part of a silent majority. They ain't so silent. He said people with different opinions are not the enemy. I want to have a conversation. I want to talk to you. What I don't want to do is shame you for what you believe in. Within a few weeks, he watched increasingly hostile exchanges between protesters and Trump supporters. Believing that liberals are subverting conservatives' free speech by disrupting Trump rallies. In the four years that have followed, experts on right-wing extremism say Gibson has become the leader of one of the nation's most divisive and dangerous domestic, domestic political organizations. An example of radical life. But they said that the infiltrators of this organization, there's 15 members. So I'll take that with a grain of salt. They have a string of violent clashes in cities throughout the West Coast. All right. Now, I got to extend this recording. Give me one second. So the group has organized rallies in support of Donald Trump, far-right protesters in predominantly liberal areas, met with a large number of counter-protesters, white nationalists as well as far-right groups such as the Proud Boys and the Hell's Shaking Street Preachers have attended the rallies organized by Patriot Pair, sparking controversy and violence. Again, so here, an infiltrator in Patriot Prayer said that the member had only 15 core members in 2019. They were found in 2016. Right. He denies that they're white nationalists or alt-right. They support freedom, love, and peace. Okay. They harassed and assaulted, abolished ICE and other leftist activists. And there's a rundown of their uh, activities. Rally for Trump. Security for the Patriot Prayer Rally, Rally for Trump, was provided by the Three Percenters. Who are they? An American far-right militia movement, paramilitary. All right. What else do they have here? Jeremy Joseph Christian, who was later arrested for the fatal stabbing of two men in apparently racially motivated attack, was seen... At the March Yellen racial slurs. This is for this is for this is for the woman who says it's about a MAGA hat. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, so August 2017. Chance shouting, nothing violent. September 10th. No injuries were reported. There was a beef. No. Portland and Vancouver with several arrests and the detention of the driver of a pickup that sped through a crowd of counter-protesters. 2018, Patriot Pair and anti-fascists fought in parks in downtown Portland 
rocks, bottles, ball bearings, and fireworks were used against each other. Assaults, criminal behavior, and projectiles being thrown. August, I'm sorry, October 2018, Portland police announced that they had found members of the organization carrying loaded firearms on the roof of a parking garage overlooking the site of the August protest. So, Patriot Prayer Leader Joey Gibson, Proud Boy, Tusitala, Tiny, Toise, and former Proud Boy Russell Schultz initiated a campaign to tear off the bandanas of anti-fascist demonstrators and taking pictures of their faces. The announcement of the campaign came shortly after an altercation that took place with Patriot Prayer and Proud Boys members and when they attempted and failed to invade a chapter meeting of the Democratic Socialists of America High. 2019, Gibson with five other far-right extremists were arrested for his actions in connection with a riot that took place. Seattle, it goes on and on. San Francisco. So y'all think this is about a MAGA hat? You're kidding yourself. I get it. Y'all want to protect your side, the far right. I had to list Raynal's criminal history just to balance things out. Alright? This is what we do. We look at all sides. Sometimes, and of course, I'm not going to ever champion or cape for the right, but... Because it's not about right or left, as some say. But, you got to look at all sides. Alright? That's enough for me for now. Peace. You know, I should have known better. I knew damn well that there is no such legitimate organization as Antifa. And yet, I sort of lump the bad apples, oh, here we go, bad apples. The bad apples in that group as if they are within an organization. It's individuals. that are labeling themselves anti-fascists. Somewhat, but not at all, entirely similar to BLM. Ain't no card-carrying members of BLM. There's just people who believe in the cause. There's an organization, there's an LLC, 
that I won't get into. The street level shit that we're involved in. That's something else. That's just the people. But people got issues with that too. Terrorist organization, this and that. Hey. Don't be so quick to point fingers. Anyway. On the morning walk. It's a shorter one. Because I gotta go on a mission later. But. The physical and the mental are not separated. The physical and the mental. Work in conjunction. The physical and the mental are a unit. You gotta get outside in the sun. I remember once someone came at me for they're like, what about people with skin cancer? I'm like, I ain't talking to them. And they have doctors. So, you know. Consult your doctor. For those of us who can, get outside. And presumably somebody with skin cancer would know not to go outside into the sun. But anyway. We're out here moving on a quiet day, a quiet Friday. Quiet Friday morning. And it was 11 degrees Celsius, whatever the fuck that is Fahrenheit. It was 11 degrees Celsius not too long ago. 30 minutes later, it's feeling a bit more warm. By the time I get home, I'll be sweating. I love patrol. I love strolling the neighborhood. And side note, going back to social commentary, I love that South Ottawa is a place where let some alt right, far right people try and fuck around here. 
This ain't the community for that. This is not the community for that at all. Try more rural areas. Try the outskirts of the city. Although they infiltrate, well, whom the fuck knows where they come from, but they drive in. You know, I'm starting to wonder if saying our rally was on Parliament Hill inspired them to post up earlier. I wouldn't be surprised. Were they looking for clashes? I don't know. I can't say. But it was a bit too convenient that we're supposed to be at 1. They pop up at 11. Forcing us to relocate. Strange times, folks. Strange fucking times. Alright, let me go into this coffee shop. Now I got the mask on. Yes, and then can I get a large double double? Yeah. Anything else? No, that's it. Four sixty-five. And I'll pay double. Two dollars. Two dollars, nice. Free, nice, nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice day out, free coffee. You know. <laughs> is that your daughter you brought in last time? Yeah, it's my daughter. She is so beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Two months. Yeah, two months, Aww. yeah. It was nerve-wracking at first, the pregnancy and, you know, Did trying to be first? a new dad. Yeah. yeah. But now it's great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they grew up so fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll see a little fly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you want a tray? Yes, please. What is your name? Her name is Shika. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, Shika. Yeah. <laughs> She's got attitude too now. Oh yeah. Already. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> and she knows how to get what she wants out of me. Of course, Daddy girl. <laughs> Have a yeah. great weekend. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
fucking daughter knows how to get through what she wants out of me. Cry, 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 scream, holler, pick her up, bounce her around immediately. She stops and looks out the window. I'm like, you are fucking slick. You are a scam artist. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, shit. Daughters. Daddy's girl. That's definitely what she's becoming. Now you know why I speak of things like self-protection and having a clear sight of the door and knowing exactly who's in my house. Because if you come through that door in an aggressive fashion, it's going to be a long day for you. Whether I go hand to hand or whether I take aim. <laughs> These are the things you think about when you become a parent. I wouldn't give any, I was, I would, anybody in this street, I would just go toe to toe with hands or body slam or knee or elbow. But if we're talking about protection of loved ones, you come through that door, you will be calling the ambulance. It won't be me calling the ambulance. Don't get it twisted. That's all I will say for now. But now y'all get a bit of a fuller picture. Homeward bound. Good morning, folks. I think I'll publish this first. Soon I will be speaking on, not even speaking on, just dropping some info and some interviews about what went down in Portland. My beef with that right-leaning YouTuber saying that Daniel Anderson got shot over his MAGA hat, which is bullshit. Words from the man. Michael Reinald himself, who is now dead. Two losses of life in a week. No, more. But in that specific incident, two losses of life in a week. It's 
zero out of ten. Losses of life over this man who don't give a shit about his people. And then, you know, his words, his explanation of what went down. What he said happened on that day. And I hate to say it, but someone could say it's biased. It's always a bit more believable when it's coming from the other side, aka our side. And I hate that it's sides. Because what sides speaks to is the further I want I don't want to use this word. The lack of unification the lack of unification amongst class, lack of of um, unification amongst I mean is unification a myth? Is it all just a pile of bullshit? that we try and buy into some ideal thing we try and buy into, we can all be unified. Is it a lie? It would appear so if you catch the news and social media. And just watch your own posts. Post something I get some kind of engagement. Watch what people say under it. Unification is a myth. Now, it's a lot of trolls and people like that, but still. It's lack of unification. I was going to make this a three part thing. Now I gotta separate this particular audio entry from this journal entry from the rest because this is probably gonna to be too long. You know what I mean? So is this shit recording? Yep. Alright. As long as it's recording. keep reminding Canadians it's spilled over here it's not just spilling it's spilled but in classic Canadian fashion we hide these things the word from the street on how many people have been banged up on from both sides is alarming Or is it? Is it what needs to happen? Before we enter some kind of 
how would I say, mental utopia or utopia in which unity is possible. We've got to get through this bullshit first. We've got to get through this street level nonsense first. This political nonsense first. This social nonsense first. And that's what we got to do as a people's before and that's just my opinion you're gonna believe me but before any kumbaya happens we gotta focus on the people who need to be banged up on there will be an increase in the bangings And people ain't gonna like that. But that's just the way these things tend to happen. When has everything happened 100% peacefully? It doesn't, unfortunately. It's always a sense of violence. And I don't condone violence, but I condone the need to engage in violence when people are coming at you who hate you for your skin, your political beliefs, and shit. The cops ain't careful, people be banging up on them too. older person was telling me years ago that in the 80s white supremacists had infiltrated the, the parliament like somebody whistleblowed or something and I'm like that ain't surprising if it was happening then it's happening now It's not pretending these things magically end. These things exist on a continuum. That's how it'll be. So it's not a surprise when people come at the government like, yo, y'all are Y'all are reinforcing colonial philosophies. Y'all are discriminating. Y'all are prejudiced. And y'all are racist. There's a reason for that. <laughs> you know? Country was founded upon that. Fast forward. People who think like that are in power. People like that are in schools, people like that are in social work, people like that are in medicine. People like that are all over. So 
So that ain't gonna stop. What's gonna stop is your reaction to it. You're like, you know what, fuck these people. That tends to be the reaction. Fuck these people, I won't come back here, or whatever. Now we call it out. We raise the stink. We frighten them, because that's what usually happens. I told y'all about somebody who was trying to defend they were they didn't say this but they were essentially defending blue lives matter and i had to calmly explain why that philosophy was wrong later on maybe like 10 minutes later they they come with some kind of yes you know it's fucked up that the cops are shooting down unarmed black people and unarmed people in general and i'm kind of like Nice attempted to save, but you've already exposed yourself. And that want nothing to do with this person, but circumstances may have to re put me in that position. And I think all BIPOC could say this. We're tired of explaining this shit to people. It's obvious. It's clear as day. It's broadcasted regularly. There's enough info to research. If you're not doing that, that's on you. You're choosing to ignore things. You're choosing to take the opposing side. You're choosing to be ignorant. But let's play devil's advocate. Hey, this shit hasn't stopped and it's increased. So perhaps said person is uh, a bit wiser to what's going on. I'll say this again, man. Fuck the right for taking over parliament, huh? I think it's time. Well, I don't think it's time. We got just as much writer to be on Parliament Hill as they do. So. Anyway, I gotta bounce. And I gotta text somebody, make sure their day's okay. They fight anxiety like I do, so I gotta make sure they're doing good. Peace.